Need a hug? Welcome to season six, where we're phoning it in. You don't think critically and then put a Pop-Tart into your body. I am highly caffeinated and minorly concussed. Aruga, aruga. What came first, the love sack or the gravity gun? It's my turn to do a sin with Sonic. This is for the freaks. <laughs> Too much piss. That's the kind of bad decisions we like to hear about. Love me a sleepy ass bat. How much shrimp can you fit in your mortal body? You told me you guys would be cool. That's season six intro material right there. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how, honestly, Chris Pratt's Mario wasn't that bad. I'm not going to go so far as to say I owe him an apology, but I was probably harsher than I needed to be. Yeah, he's good without your apology. I don't think he needs it. Yeah, he's fine. I don't think that he knows anything. I He doesn't know that I didn't expect him to be good, but he was better than I expected. Oh, no, him. he's a big fan of the show, Matt. No way. He listens every week. <laughs> Let's be nice. He listens. Yeah, what's your what's your tight 30, Matt, on his voice and the, t- and the movie in general? Because I haven't seen it. Tight 30 is they put Charles Martinet in it early enough that I was like, all right, I don't care if Chris Pratt's voice is bad. And then Chris Pratt's voice was like pretty fine. Illumination is really good at making kids movies. Sure. Give Illumination a bunch of video game properties and let them make fun kids movies with a bunch of Easter eggs and eye candy. And I'll give them $14 to see that movie. That's my tight 30 on the Mario movie. A fair tight 30. Yeah. So traditionally, we here at DT Exclamation Point HQ have kept seasonal celebration to a minimum. We try to cram all of our holiday cheer into the month of October as we celebrate Spooktacular Express season. After that, any leftover cheer is mopped up during the non-denominational winter holiday peripheral gift exchange. Well, for one reason or another, the execs have requested that we find an offbeat springtime holiday to add our special brand of DT exclamation point flair to. Is that how you spell flair like Ric Flair? That's, that looks <laughs> I so weird. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. I've never worked. How else would you I don't, spell it? I honestly, I don't know. I don't okay. know how else you would spell it. It just looks really weird to me. Anyway, sorry. So I, I think F-L-A-R-E is like you shoot a flare, like a fiery uh-huh. flare. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. <laughs> unfortunately, it's in my contract that I won't do an Easter episode without a candy sponsorship. And calling tax day a holiday feels too icky even for us. Well, where I'm from, and hopefully other places too, the only other reason that people gather together to dress up and spend money, which I personally hold as the only two requirements for a day to be defined as a holiday in the spring, is prom. <laughs> prom. What a long walk to short drink of water. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Should there be clapping here? Tax you can day. if you want. Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> I worked really hard on this intro. Tax day, Easter, and prom. The three the big three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, man. Hey, look, Jesus wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> That's right, listener. Your favorite video game slash comic book comedy podcast is doing a prom episode. And what better way to contrive ourselves a reason to talk about prom than by mashing it up with the noted expansion of the Venn diagram overlap between nerds and combat sports fans? 
Now, you may not have realized those two <laughs> groups are overlapping as hard as they are, but I will cite Conor McGregor's appearance in Call of Duty Infinite Wars as proof of my point. And this is for nobody. This is for nobody. If you want more proof, consider the recent Creator Clash boxing pay-per-view that saw a number of YouTube gaming personalities duke it out like they were in 1987's Punch-Out. Hey, did someone say 1987's Punch-Out? <laughs> I don't know if Call of Duty Infinite Wars is a parody title you came up with or a real Call of Duty title. Honestly, no idea. That's a real thing. It's real. Is I it? know it's just like adjective soup, but it's real. Yeah. Conor McGregor was really in it, too. Is that the Ronald Reagan one? Is wrestling a combat sport <laughs> or contact sport or whatever you just called what it? What kind of wrestling? That's got the biggest overlap of, of nerds. It's an incredible point. Sports, if you can call it that. So I'm not going to lie to you. I thought that same thing and I didn't want to bring it up because I can't decide if wrestling is a combat sport or not. And I am afraid I mean, the ire of the internet. It feels like someone's going to be really mad at me. I don't know anything about wrestling. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Same. Professional wrestling is a improvised theater experience mm -hmm. that uses sports as its medium. Yeah. It's combat <laughs> theater. Yeah. <laughs> but they're they're touching yeah. each other. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's contact. contact. It's a contact sport. It is full contact. contact theater. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say it is. Let's yeah. say it is. Yeah. 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 So obviously, again, overlap is huge. Now, if you didn't follow that intro, have no fear. All you need to know How is that you? this week, <laughs> shut up, Andrew, we're asking which punch out boxer would you take to prom? I want to watch the half hour video essay breaking down that intro because I think that's the mm -hmm. only way you can follow. <laughs> somebody make it and add it to the wiki that somebody can make. There you go. I'm here to ask that question to Andrew Napoleon Dynamite Henderson and Kyle Teen Wolf Harper. Unfortunately, Todd is still banned from DT exclamation point HQ prom after he spiked the punch with protein powder last year. Yeah. Luckily, we found someone much cooler to fill his spot in the group dinner reservation, and it is Kelsey, High School Musical 3, colon, senior year, Lewin, co-director of the Video Game History Foundation and co-host of their podcast, The Video Game History Hour. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Hey, welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm the prom queen. You are the prom queen, <laughs> at least in this Accurate. weird world that we're doing. <laughs> Hey, Kelsey, I'd love it if you could introduce yourself and let people know where you're from and what you do if they haven't heard of you before. Yeah. So, I mean, you gave me the the short version of the intro. I'm, I'm the co-director of the Video Game History Foundation. We're a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to preserving and uh, educating people on video game history. And we've got, let's see, we've got a, a library and archive in Emeryville, California. We do all kinds of like collecting and, and digitizing of materials related to, this is such a complicated thing that I still haven't <laughs> found a way to like turn into the three second pitch. But basically we don't do video games, we do video game history. Mm -hmm. So we are trying to teach people, you know, how are video games made? So things like 
design documents and concept art and code and all of that fun stuff. And then very cool. Um, and then how did people interact with those games? What were the you know what were the magazines saying at the time, and what were the ads like, and that sort of thing? So um, very. Cool. That's the Video Game History Foundation, and yeah, we also do a podcast called the Video Game History Hour. And then I also run a, a co-run a handful of stores in the Seattle area called Pinkerella Games. Right on. You don't really have a lot going on, huh? No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's all really nice and easy every day. <laughs> I have to say, if you have not listened to Video Game History Hour before, it is a favorite podcast of mine. Yeah. Specifically the- Thank you. Yeah, of course. The where in North Dakota is Carmen San Diego episode <laughs> has been my personality for like a month. Everyone that I've talked to, Good. I've been like, hey, did you know they made a Carmen San Diego game about North Dakota? There's not a better state they could have done that for. Like, there's not a funnier combination of mm-hmm. words that, that could have happened. I love it. <laughs> I learned this week. Now President Joe Biden was a guest on the game show at one point when the game show was airing. Oh, whoa. Like, oh, though, like the PBS one that came yeah. after Zubumafu. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There was a PBS show that came after Zubumafu. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Joe Biden had a had a an official Animal Crossing Island during the uh, pandemic lockdown. Mm. His his like social team wow. built a Joe Biden island that you could come visit as part of his campaign for presidency, which what I a think time. is still like something we're going to look back on in 50 years <laughs> and, and go, what? Why? And really yeah. appreciate. Well, like, <laughs> right. Talk about like one for the history books, though. Like that, that'll be that's. Oh, yeah. What a what a weird examination of 2020 as a mm-hmm. as a microcosm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I would be willing to bet that there is a printed out picture of that Animal Crossing <laughs> island in the Library of Congress and it will be there forever. You have to look at it on one of the like the wooden racks like they put the news they put the old newspapers on. Oh no, no, yeah, it's like it's micro- on they, Yeah, they put it on microfiche for yeah. some reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's let's get into this wonderful punch-out prom that we have crafted for ourselves here. Debaters, I would love to know who your boxer date of choice is. Tell me a little bit about their backstory and who they are in the, and I'm coining this term, punch out extended universe. Andrew. <laughs> you can't, you cannot be the first person to have said that. It's no, impossible. Not. Absolutely not. I'm just validating yeah. somebody else who has. Before we get into this, <laughs> I feel <laughs> I feel like it's worth noting for anybody who hasn't played a punch out. There are a lot of really one-note stereotypes in Punch-Out. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. disclaimer, if it sounds like anyone here is doing a, bit, doing a bit, we're not doing a bit. We're not being reductive. It's just taken from, taken from the source material. Mm-hmm. That being said, coming in from the Great White North at a tight 6'3", <laughs> 440 pounds, we've got Bear Hugger. Oh, good. <laughs> the Canadian lumberjack who first appeared in the arcade version of Super Punch-Out and then the SNES version 10 years later. Bear Hugger then showed up once more in the 2009 Wii version of Punch-Out where his backstory got elevated past Big Lumberjack. <laughs> so, Matt, just Google a picture of Bear Hugger while, uh, whilst I, I go through it. Andrew, I have great news. I already You've have. You've got it up. Great. Wonderful. So... Bear Hugger was just a simple lumberjack living in the quiet lakeside city of Salmon Arm, British Columbia, which is a real city. It's about four hours west of Banff. Is it? Yep. Huh. I so would there have, you go. I would have guessed that that was yep. a localization Same. thing. 
Same. Bear Hugger, well, he originally was from uh, Sask- Saskatoon, and then they changed it to Salmon Ru- or Salmon Arm. So there you go. All right. He happily went about his days enjoying his, I assume, two favorite things, chopping trees and eating stacks of waffles with his trusted jug of maple syrup. <laughs> oh, God. Does the jug of maple syrup have a name? Is it a familiar of some sort? It doesn't have a name, but it sure has a Canadian flag, Matt. <laughs> The next best thing. Again, not being reductive, source material. Anyway, one day, <laughs> Bear Hugger was chopping a tree and or eating waffles at the same time when a grizzly bear attacked from nowhere. Oh, no. Bear Hugger was initially startled, but then he and the bear just kind of hit it off. And turns out the bear was totally chill and friendly. So the bear trained Bear Hugger in the art of boxing. And I've got an image to share with you, my three friends here. This is Bear Hugger <laughs> boxing <laughs> with a grizzly bear. <laughs> Wait, okay, just to make sure I heard that correctly. Yes, sir. The bear mm-hmm. taught the lumberjack to box. That's correct, like a bear does. So the bear knew how to box already. Uh-huh. Okay. Can I can I ask where where did this description come from? Is this is this real? Is this part of the real punch out? This war? is real. Both of these images are from the uh, the intro cutscene when you fight Bear Hugger in the Wii version. Which uh, if you've ever played the Wii Punch Out, my God, it's really good. Like it's really well done. But they made some pretty wild backstories to some of these characters. They sure did. They made sure to keep all the stereotypes in, though. We made sure <laughs> to just we kept that box. We didn't change it. That box came from straight from 1984. So anyway, I digress. Bear Hugger entered into the World Video Boxing Association, which is the official, of course, as we all know, the official boxing association of Punch-Out, and had made it up to rank number two in the major circuit, which is like the second intermediate ring, um, until, of course, he fought Little Mac, the protagonist of Punch-Out, and lost. Now, upon losing the championship match, Bear Hugger went back to his grizzly bear buddy slash trainer, and the two trained tirelessly, tirelessly in the mountains of Western Alberta, taking only a few breaks to chug maple syrup and blow off steam with one-on-one ice hockey. Again, I have to remind you, <laughs> I am not being reductive. That's the other thing that he does. He likes hockey because he's Canadian. Yeah, of course. Hey, can we take a minute to think about chugging maple syrup while doing yep. physical activity? That yeah, he does that. Awful. He does that in the, in the Wii game too. He'll he'll chug maple syrup in between rounds and then belch and fall asleep. Hey, he sounds like the kind of party I might want to take to prom. I don't know. He's a chill. He's a chill kind of dude. Anyway, uh, also in the second round, he's wearing a hat because he wants to show that time has passed. So as it's as they do, growth. yeah, it's character growth. Um, he also has a squirrel who uh, has little little mini boxing gloves on the square on the squirrel arm. <laughs> the squirrel. He's got a squirrel buddy. It's bear hugger. My answer is bear hugger. It's bear hugger. Bear hugger. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, as noted earlier, he kind of sounds like a good time at a party. Yeah. He can chug maple syrup and do physical activity. That's a feat. And that's the kind of feat that I might just want to accompany me to prom. I don't know if I'm choosing. I think I'm just picking who's the best. It's your question. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that far. Kyle, yeah. what what punch out prom? What punch out boxer are you taking to prom? Yeah, Matt. So I'll be bringing Disco Kid to our debate this prom. Disco Kid is one of the two newest characters added to the Punch-Out! universe. He's added in the 2009 Wii re-release of the game. Uh, The other newest character to the Punch-Out! universe, by the way, might surprise you because it's Donkey Kong. 
Donkey Kong is the other most re- was added at the same time yeah. as Disco Kid. He's the Mike Tyson. I thought about bringing Donkey Kong to prom just for the like <laughs> celeb yeah, factor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everyone would be talking about the girl that brought Donkey Kong to prom. Exactly. I love Absolutely. that statement, but I love that statement out of context. Like, yeah, I thought about bringing Donkey Kong to prom. <laughs> <laughs> Disco Kid is actually a rework of a character from the original SNES game or the arcade cabinet. I don't know. And I'm going to let you guess why they might have gotten rid of this character and and reworked him into Disco Kid. Oh, Uh-oh. Kyle, is it because it's icky and racist? Is yeah, that why? It is. Very icky. So Andrew already touched on how the characters are all stereotypes in one note. Kid Quick is from the original punch out and is a not great caricature of a black man um so they reworked the character into kid quick for the 2009 release um he's got all the same stats as kid quick and he's better now because he loves to dance because he loves to dance (laughs) guys that's what disco kid loves to do he loves to dance when he's not fighting, that fixes all the racism. It's sure <laughs> rough. <laughs> With the power of dance. Hey, somebody call Kevin Bacon. This is his specialty. <laughs> uh, when he's not fighting, he's winning disco tournaments or just tearing it up in the club. Um, He's also loaded his car up with a bump and sound system so he can disco wherever he goes. Dude loves dance. He's the disco kid. Much like key protagonist in Call of Duty Infinite Wars. Ronald Reagan, he too fixed racism. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um hey, yep. Disco Kid looks a lot like the tall alien from the first Space Jam. And I know that the tall alien's also made to like look kind of doofy and I don't mean it in that way, but it's just the like it's this one picture. Yeah, it's it's rough. Vamping so I can put it in the dock. Yeah, like, he looks kind of like the alien from Space Jam a little bit. Yeah, he's just a happy guy. He's a, yeah. He's a tall, happy guy who loves to dance. Who solved racism with the power of dance. Yeah. Yep. All right. Who roughly has the build of a monstar. Yeah. Yes. I just want to remind everybody that this same game has a character named Pizza Pasta. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we all we decided to steer clear of today. <laughs> oh, just we're going to talk about Pizza Pasta in the, the post show, but... I digress. (laughs) All right. Moving on here. Kelsey, who have you invited to join you at Punch-Out Prom? So I'm bringing Piston Hondo slash Honda, depending on your level of copyright infringement. They elected to change his name from Honda to Hondo uh, in the Wii version of Punch-Out. And, you know... Much like how Street Fighter characterizes uh, um, does some kind of caricature borderline racism stuff there. You know, it's it's okay <laughs> if you're Japanese and you're naming the guy Honda. So uh, <laughs> weird that that's happened twice. He's actually like, you know, of all the Punch-Out characters, this guy's probably the most stand-up dude. Uh, it's revealed in the comics. There are comics for Punch-Out, as I discovered what? while researching the show. Uh-oh. I thought you guys were a comic podcast, Uh-oh, too. Boys. Come on. She oh, came no. to play. She said the secret word. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a really nice we guy. We are a comics podcast, but we don't. We also don't do more than 10 minutes of research, and that, unfortunately, is our biggest yep. weakness. You know, that's fair. Yep. That's, that's totally fair. Um, it's said that he is only ever lost once and he uses his prize winnings to help build hospitals and schools 
in rural parts of Japan. So it's wow. just a really, really stand-up guy. Um, he spends most of his time meditating and eating sushi as, you know, <laughs> as they have characterized him to be, and occasionally catching swords and reading manga. All of this in the 2009 uh, sure. Wii Punch-Out. <laughs> it's better because their local hero also is uh. only a one-note character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. But how does he dance? Well, that's the next question, Kyle. <laughs> Hold on. Kyle, stop reading ahead. I do have to say, and and I'm very curious if this is an algorithm thing or just the way the internet works. If you Google image search piston Honda, it takes six rows of pictures before you find a picture of a Honda piston. And I have to imagine that at least one mechanic has been very confused searching for car parts at least one time. Wait, what happens if you search Honda Piston? I'm sure that you don't get pictures of a... Yeah, wow. I guarantee, though, that there is at least one mechanic shop out there that has a picture of Piston mm -hmm. Hondo hanging, like, on a wall somewhere. <laughs> Just like sure. I do in my bedroom. <laughs> I, I think what that is is the output of like one very very savvy social uh, social media marketer or a uh, search engine marketer when the Wii game came out. They're like, no, we are putting all of our money into buying the search term piston Honda. <laughs> We're gonna SEO our way to victory yeah. on this one. Yeah. Anytime you're looking for car parts, you're going to the punchoutbrand.com, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, Kyle spoiled my question and that's okay we're gonna move on to it anyway so i want to hear about what type of action your date is bringing to the dance floor at prom tell me about this boxer and what would make them such an awesome date at prom and again you need to nail it tell me about their signature dance move that will have everyone standing in a circle and chanting their name andrew we'll start with you yeah, so you really you made my argument for me already, Matt. But Bear Hugger is just a fun, lighthearted, kind of easygoing guy. He's also very much somebody's dad, so he probably isn't ever going to be on the cutting edge of the latest dance craze. Disco kid, he is not, <laughs> admittedly. <laughs> okay, just because you said he's somebody's dad, is this like you, a kid at the prom, bringing somebody's parent to the prom? Like a parent, Andrew, Andrew had age. to ask his friend's dad to prom. I, yeah. I'm not going to answer that, but instead of answering that, I'm going to tell you that Bear Hugger is the ripe old age. Actually, how old do you think Bear Hugger is? Because I guarantee you, he's not that. Well, you said he's a dad, and he is bald, mm -hmm. and that one of those things is accurate. The other is just something. <laughs> Wait, Did he's you 32. Just He's the ripe old age of 32. Oh, okay. oh God. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to guess, uh, you know, backwoods Canadian 28. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> not reductive source material. Uh, Time travels differently in the backwoods of Canada. It's hard. It's hard out there. It ages. Yeah. Presumably somebody's older brother. <laughs> Regardless, Bear Hugger is not going to be on the cutting edge of the latest dance craze. Nor is he even like great at dancing, but what Bear Hugger is, is shameless. He's got no shame. And listen, when you're in a room of 17 year olds, that's really all that counts is not having shame because that's the one thing that you've got over top of everybody else. But I don't know if all of us have been to prom. I've been to prom. I've, we've all seen movies. Uh, <laughs> we've, all seen, we've all seen High School Musical 3 colon senior year. Of course. And 
we know, we all collectively know, having seen High School Musical 3 colon senior year, and that reality dancing is such a small portion to the prom experience. What's the one thing at prom more abundant than expensive chain restaurant spaghetti, cheap alcohol, or casual infidelity? It's drama. It's drama. It's prom, so you know there's going to be drama, and you know there are going to be tears. And this is where Bear Hugger is really going to shine as the standout prom date. Here's why. So in Punch-Out, specifically in the Wii version, Bear Hugger's signature move is to, to no one's surprise, the Bear Hug. Duh. <laughs> it's in the name. It's in the name. After announcing his signature move with his catchphrase, need a hug? Bear, I will not do that a second time. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I am going to need that clean. I do think the audio clipped. Can I get it one more time, please? All right. I'll do it one more time. <clears throat> need a hug? I do not. The podcast is over. Thank you. <laughs> it's so gravelly. So after after saying what he says, Bear Hugger swings both of his arms wide in a kind of like double hook motion. And if you don't duck, you will get one hit knocked out. So with just three little words, need a hug? Bear Hugger <laughs> will turn the tide of somebody's prom experience from the one who cried in the bathroom to the one who tore it up on the dance floor and probably made out with someone else's date. And that is why Bear Hugger is... The guest that we need. Maybe not the guest that we want. <laughs> okay, that's really good. I gotta give it to you, man. That's really excellent. You're bringing the party parent to the... Bringing the party parent. Prom. He's got maple syrup. That's carbs <laughs> for all those drunk toddlers. They're not... There's. I don't think there are actually carbs in maple syrup, Andrew. That's more of a toddler. sugar. Question, sugar is... Carbs. Yeah. Carbs. All right, well, I will be cutting yeah. that out of the podcast. Anyway, Kyle... <laughs> Tell me about Disco Kid. Yeah. All right. So this may come as a shock to all all you listeners out there. I was not always the suave, confident podcast host you see here today. Impossible. (laughs) I had no idea. Nay, I was an awkward, (laughs) over-enthusiastic theater nerd who uh, probably misunderstood why people went to prom. Where other kids were there to make out in the corner or spike the punch bowl, I was there for the purpose posted on the flyer. Playing Magic the Gathering. To have a good time and dance (laughs) with my friends, which is why I'm bringing Disco Kid here with us today. Self-proclaimed and multiple title holder, best dancer in the bunch. So Disco Kid has a couple great dance moves that he'll do. The main one of which is the Disco Flurry, where he's just... Gets his arms moving. He gets his arms. You he know, just gets his arms moving. Huh? <laughs> he's throwing them up in the air. He's striking poses. Um, he's you know hamming it up a bit. But that's what you need at prom to get people out on the dance floor. You need that first person to go out there and isn't afraid to to dance alone to give every all the other awkward teens the confidence to go out and dance themselves. So that's what he's doing and making me and Disco Kid life of the prom, life of the party. So I do feel the need to point out that it's the year of our Lord 2023 and disco is just, you know, not like the big genre. So what track is going to get Disco Kid out on the floor to, as you said, get those arms moving? Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk. You got it. There's probably like a disco Fortnite dance. So there is probably a disco Fortnite. There's got to be some kind of tie in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Or or like hyper pop. Hyper pop feels like the descendant of disco Mm -hmm. here in 2023. Question. 
How old is Disco Kid? Could he also be somebody's dad? He's 20. Is this a parade of dads? Okay. No. He's, he's just like, he's like someone's college boyfriend, yeah. but like they probably should yeah. not have a college boyfriend because <laughs> yeah. in high school. Definitely but... should not be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But just under the line that like the teachers couldn't quite say mm-hmm. like, no, you can't bring him to prom. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Disco Kid, you graduated three years ago. Why are you here? <laughs> he never stopped selling cigarettes in the, in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Like Disco Kid is the guy who works at the Quick Fill, but like, oh man, yeah. Disco Kid's uh. buying teenagers beer but at the Kogos. No, he's twenty. He's not buying oh, teenagers yeah. beer. He's twenty. Oh, he can't do that. He can't yet. do that unless we're in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we're in Canada. Maybe theirs are all in Canada. Huh. I mean, Bear Hugger's there, so yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, that was a journey. <laughs> Kelsey, tell me more about Piston Honda and what is going to make him rule the dance floor. So I think Piston Honda is not really a a dancing type. He's definitely a lot more reserved. He's very polite. (laughs) But the thing he does do really well that I think will kind of send all of the ladies into fits of jealousy is that dude's got a mean eyebrow waggle. Nice. He really really knows how to kind of like set the mood by wiggling his eyebrows and you know, when the time is right, he's he's really the right kind of date to have with you if if that's how your prom went. His eyebrows really are on fleek yeah. if it were five years ago and people were still wow, saying that. Good use of on fleek. <laughs> yeah, that's the most natural use of on fleek I've ever heard. Kelsey, <laughs> if you could, could you give me, you know, like a an existing analog of another eyebrow waggle that you think Piston Honda emulates? Like, tell me another person with a good eyebrow waggle. Oh, um, God, the only thing that's coming to mind for me is, um, oh my God, what is the name of that movie? The, the, the model, the male models one. Oh, Zoolander. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think he's a regular old Zoolander. I love that's- it. Blue steel from Piston Honda. Yeah, that's amazing. That's his his signature move is blue steel. That's uh, like the steel of his uh, katana. Something along those lines. Oh, if we're following the that's really good. Following the source material here. Oh, incredible. (laughs) But you know, more so than all of that, I mean, dancing's fine and all. But what you really want at prom is not to get the overpriced chain spaghetti. But to have someone who's going to bring you some awesome sushi. This dude brings sushi with him into the ring. He doesn't even care if he's boxing. He brings it with him everywhere. What? Really? So why would he care at prom if you're not supposed to bring sushi? He's probably bringing sushi for, me- for everyone. That is absolutely a health code violation. Sushi feels like an <laughs> underrated like pre-prom dinner, though. Because it's nice and light. So you're like, yeah. good to go dance. What, what 17-year-old high schooler is getting sushi before oh, prom? None of them, because they're dumb. But like, <laughs> yeah. if you're okay. removed yeah. from, that, from being 17, I could say, Me? like, mm-hmm. go get sushi, kids. Go get sushi before prom. Did you get sushi before prom, Kelsey? I would have if I didn't live in Texas, which okay. is not exactly sushi capital sure. of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in sushi capital of, uh, I don't know. Of the West Coast now. Yeah, that's, I mean, the Pacific Northwest <laughs> is the best sushi that I've had in the lower 48, for sure. It's great. And uh, and Piston Hondo is going to bring even better sushi. <laughs> if Todd were here, he would be raving about that one sushi place that we went, that we've gone to three <laughs> times now during PGR, PGRE. Yeah, that the one conveyor PRG. belt sushi place that Todd knows exists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only one in, the, the only, only one that exists. Yeah, nobody else has ever done that before. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is great. I love it. I I love what all of your dates are bringing to prom. And I love that it is more than, you know, just some cool one note dance move. We've got the party parent. We've got the person who's like ready to get the dance floor started. And we have somebody bringing snacks. And that is important to me. So moving on to something that I know is also important when it comes to prom. We all know that fashion is as important to boxing as fighting is. So please describe the matching outfits of you and your date. Andrew, start with you and your big sweaty Canadian man. Yeah, he's a big sweaty Canadian man. <laughs> if you've seen the image and listeners at home, please Google bear hugger. You'll see he's very, a very iconic look. I would call it uh, oversized denim overalls and nothing underneath. It's probably the best way to put it. So we're going to be rocking that because obviously something, something we're going to throw denim jackets over top and something, something Canadian tuxedo. And there you go. Hey, you guys said it. The guy who said it. said the word. said the word. Yeah. So I'll be wearing a tuxedo, the Canadian kind, which is a joke that no 17-year-old has ever made before. There you go. Nailed it. All right. I mean, I don't, I can't, I wouldn't have said anything else. You got me there. I mean, that's that's the answer. All right, Kyle, you're up. Tell me about your outfits. Yeah, Matt. So there's only one one source of inspiration when you are taking Disco Kid to prom, and that is the hit 70s movie Saturday Night Fever. So Disco Kid and I will be showing up in matching white lounge suits, head to toe white, big open collars all the way down to our sternums so you can, can really put our chests on display what's the <laughs> what's the chest hair scenario is it it's light or heavy it's high school prom andrew so it's a lot lighter <laughs> not answering than, the question it's a lot lighter <laughs> than everyone thinks it <laughs> it really is but are you using makeup to like kind of fill it in Same make question. it a little bit more <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> yep. um th- there may or may not be a, a hairpiece and spirit gun involved <laughs> we'll see we'll see how how Early, I start preparing. In addition to that, I will be going relatively accessoryless, but Disco Kid is going to have a couple giant gold chains because he just he's a, a tournament winner. He he's got the money to th- throw around, and we will both be wearing uh, like two or three inch platform boots as well to really make sure we like stand above the rest of our pubescent. Peers, <laughs> can I get a, a height check on Disco Kid? Do you have a canon height on Disco Kid? I believe Disco Kid is six foot. Let me oh, six, six, three. So Disco Kid might have like one inch platform, and then I'll have four inch platforms so we can like look like we're the same height, so we can be the same height. We're gonna pull a Tom Cruise and and match the height. <laughs> with platforms I, I would have to wear stilts i think to be anywhere near <laughs> i didn't know that was a thing we were supposed to do was matching the height of our date we're just already busting out platform shoes so we thought it would be a nice effect yeah. you might as well yeah this is somewhat unrelated but kyle had me thinking as you were as you were looking up the wiki did anybody else notice that the the punch out wiki has every character has how many infractions that they would have uh, made in real boxing. <laughs> what? 
Yes. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the, somebody put in extra work in the in the punch out wiki. Every character, it's like it's like kind of like the OSHA violations meme. It's like how many infractions would so in the the bear hugger one? It's like uh, having a squirrel is illegal. <laughs> like something something like. He's got a non-standard You're also hat. not supposed to bring sushi. That's a pretty You're big no-no, You're also not supposed no, to bring, bring sushi, apparently, yeah. Wow. Who knew, right? Pretty fun. That's wild. <laughs> I I love that. That's really yeah, great. Yeah, someone was having a really good time. Yeah, man. Good for them. Good for them. Okay, Kelsey, round us out here. Tell me about the matching outfits between you and Piston Honda. Well, once again, I had to go to the comics for inspiration here because uh, (laughs) I think otherwise it's just like, again, you're just saying something kind of reductive in one note. And I I didn't want to do that. So in the comics, you know, he's actually a a very stylish 80s man. He's got like these nice white pants and like a a red biker jacket. Cool. And I think I think that's a really cool look. So I, I think he should just basically stick with that. And I'm going to also uh, arrive in 80s fashion. I'm going to have big, puffy red sleeves and uh, and some white boots so that we're matching there. Um, I love and it. Really just go full 80s prom, uh, you know, floor length, giant sleeves. I'm all about <laughs> sleeves it. Sleeves to the floor. I tried on my mom's prom dress once. It was fun. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. I, I feel the need. You've referenced the Punch-Out! comics twice. How much research did you like? How much do you know about the Punch Out comics, Kelsey? Yeah, where can I find these things? <laughs> I I read the part that had Piston Hondo in it, that or Hondo, depending on again, depending on how you want to put it, which is like I don't know, probably I I, I probably read read about twenty pages of two comics, so it's it's not that much. It's these not a delightful. huge comic series. <laughs> it's not nothing. I'm. It's something. It's not nothing. Andrew, are you reporting in from the the comics? I'll do the show later. I'm I'm in a punch out comic world now. <laughs> <laughs> these are delightful. I love the art on these. Holy cow! Who published them? Was it Archie? I think it's it's whoever did the um the Nintendo like the the Mario comics and stuff oh, too. Got it. Cool. What on it? It's called Outsiders. I'm trying to find the mm. cover for this because I was I was just looking at some mm-hmm. someone scanned online. They're not they're not like official. Mm. I think they might just be I think they might just be like inserts in another comic. I don't think they were their own standalone thing. They look a lot like the Wii cutscenes. Like I'm reading Oh no, you're looking at the Wii ones. Oh, That's is there, different. I'm, is your, There's like oh, 80s yeah. comics. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. shit. Okay. I am looking at the the Wii ones then. Oh yeah. So there's a few. I have a Reddit post for this. Um Oh, shoot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just okay. posted a link. This is crazy. Yeah, I like the art. Oh yeah, this a it lot says too. like Mario is the ref. Yeah, got it. Cool. All right. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. All right. Well. <laughs> anyway. Um. Hey, let's wrap up this podcast so that we can all go. <laughs> so we can read comics. the Punch Out comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it is time for our super secret bonus question. Now, I've heard about your dates. I've heard about the type of party they're gonna bring. I've heard about the way they look and the outfits that they're styling in. Now, again, I'll reference the small town where I came from, but there is one part of prom more important to the rest of the community than any other part of prom, and that is the prom walk. Where I am from, they actually film, record, and broadcast prom walk on the public access television and then rerun it about once a month for the next six months it's a big deal. Everyone watches it. So, where are you from? A very 
backwards town <laughs> north from, of Pittsburgh. He grew up in a Stephen okay. King novel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the the borders of Appalachia and the Ohio Valley, a terrible place to Look, I, I can't judge. I grew up in, in Texas, which has its own horrible share of dumb high school things. Uh, notably that we put more money in our high school football team than in like anything else combined. So, yeah, you guys probably <laughs> also have a uh, drive your tractor to school day, though, right? Uh, no, we also didn't ride horses or anything like that. We, oh, I mean, we did. Texas is a real place. It's not a. No, we. I mean, well, we, we had did drive your tractor to school. <laughs> yeah, day. like that was yeah. A really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my local high school also did. I yeah did not go to that high school, but yeah, it sure did. Anyway, hey, we're talking about prom walk, and it's important. So when we get back from this break, I need you to tell me how you will be making your grand entrance for the local TV cameras at Prom Walk. I'll take your answers right after this. My name is Johnny, and I'm the host, executive producer, and prince of lies for the Monsters Playbook. What's the Monsters Playbook? It's an actual Play Monster of the Week podcast set in my hometown of Minneapolis, Minnesota, where no monster can hurt you as badly as you can hurt yourself. It's a character-focused adventure where you'll meet Kira Ashwood, a journalist with a cult past she's desperate to atone for, and a secret power hidden even from herself. Casey Davis, a taciturn secret agent becoming disillusioned with the agency she thought she could trust. Theo Nessos, a professional sorceress trying to escape the shadow of her powerful magical family. And Mark Clayton, a pretty haunted introvert who just wants to make sense of his powers and all the weird things that keep happening to him. This is a show where danger could just as easily come from an otherworldly threat as from the fragile emotions that anchor our characters and bind them together. If you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Dresden Files, or any city-set supernatural story with monstrous threats and messy feelings, check out The Monsters Playbook. New episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Prom Walk here at DT Exclamation Point HQ for posterity's sake and the annals of history that this public access television broadcast will live within. I would love to know how you are arriving in grandeur at Prom Walk. Andrew, we will start with you and Bear Hugger. I really hate to give the obvious answer here. And I thought long and hard about this and I'm going to say Zamboni. And here's why. (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't want to be reductive. Because I don't want to be reductive, but look, I cannot escape that there were more trucks and tractors at our prom than limos. I can't escape that fact. You can't escape that fact now. (laughs) And I do feel like bear hugger is I have already established that Bear Hugger has no shame. It's true. And I've also established that Bear Hugger is a purveyor of winter sports, specifically <laughs> ice hockey. Right. 
he probably has a Zamboni. It just feels like the kind of incredibly reductive thing. And he's probably chugging his maple syrup with his Canadian flag on it. Listening to Rush. Isn't he a lumberjack? Yeah, he's a lumberjack. Why, why would a lumberjack have a Zamboni? I don't ask the questions. I just answer them. <laughs> <laughs> I also couldn't think of a lumberjack type vehicle. That's fair. So here we are. A bear. Yes, they okay. could have ridden well, a bear. Could have ridden I, the, that would have been. I was literally going to say, I was going to have him come in on the grizzly bear, and then I was standing in the shower today, and I said, Zamboni, and I had to stick a Zamboni <laughs> because I needed a reason to be playing Tom Sawyer by Rush, and I feel like it's more legitimate if Tom Sawyer is playing off the speakers of a Zamboni. Do Zambonis have speakers? I don't Zambonis care. Zambonis do not, not have speakers. <laughs> they're a utility, they do now. They're, they're a utility machine. Maybe yeah. it, maybe a consumer Zamboni has speakers. Maybe it's <laughs> an aftermarket kind of thing. Consumer Zambonis. Maybe it's an aftermarket kind of thing. We'll go with that. Zamboni is the answer, and we can move on. Okay. Just take it down to Car Toys. They'll install a uh, <laughs> they'll install a speaker Look, in your Zamboni. I for used you. to work at Circuit City. I'm sure they could do it. Ten years ago, when Circuit City was still around. <laughs> maybe we can pimp that ride. Okay, Kyle. Go ahead. How are you and Disco Kid arriving at Prom Walk? Yeah, Matt, we are really leaning into the Saturday Night Fever thing and are going to show up in a 1964 Chevy Impala, just like the car that was driven by John Travolta's character in Saturday Night Fever. And we're going to walk in to uh, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees because it rules and uh, we'll get to boogie the whole way up to the entrance. I did not ask you guys for walk-in music, but I'm glad that you're giving it to me. I personally am into it, and I'm glad that you're giving it to me. I immediately regret not preparing uh, walk-up music. Consider time given. If you would like to think of a walk-out song, we will edit the time out in post. You are more than welcome to come up with one. No, that's okay. That's okay. We got to go with just my gut here. I love it. All right, Kelsey, (laughs) tell me about how you and I've lost track of all the names. Piston Honda, how you and Piston Honda will walk into Prom Walk. So we've already established that he's like a pretty humble guy, right? He's, you know, he's using his winnings to build uh, orphanages and hospitals and all kinds of wonderful (laughs) things for people. So, you know, Piston Honda, he drives a Honda. We're just showing up in a Honda. Good. Excellent. Just a just a simple Honda Civic. Oh, but and but I can't what? say Zamboni. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, they make consumer Honda. Is his Civics. name Bear Zamboni? That's a fair question. A, fair a Honda question. Civic is street legal too, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it has speakers. All it right. does. I can confirm as someone who drives a Honda Civic that it has speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Subject matter expert. Oh man, excellent. Okay. That's perfect. I love all of your answers. This is excellent. I need closing statements, and I'll be honest, I don't have a contrived reason for you to give me one, but consider myself the local public access broadcast host asking you, the prom attendees, for a closing statement. Andrew, go ahead. Closing (laughs) statement. You're up, bud. Matt. Andrew? All of the expensive spaghetti and tractor pools aside wouldn't it have made your prom experience so much better those if you would have just heard those three little words need a hug (laughs) 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 all right well thanks for leaving us with one more of those kyle closing statement yeah matt me and me and my date disco kid came to prom for the stated purpose of prom and that is to dance and dance we will i love it i i love 
the conviction with which you said it, and I love your mentality. Kelsey, round us out. Give us a closing statement. You know, I think the thing that you need to just really love and respect about Piston Honda here is that he's taking time away from his busy schedule, building orphanages, <laughs> feeding everybody sushi, to really, like, make a girl's prom dreams come true. And, you know, I, I didn't have the greatest prom. This is a real comeback story for me, uh, much like the the character in Punch-Out that you play as, Little Mac. He's got a... He's, he's up against the odds here. And that's me. I'm up against the odds <laughs> With Piston Honda, that makes no sense. But. Are you trying to paint this guy as the John Cena of Punch-Out boxers? He's like doing, uh, he's doing Make-A-Wish. He's, he's the Make-A-Wish guy of uh, Punch-Out boxers. That's right. I'm not going to let it slide by that you said you can see him, though. That was very funny. <laughs> that was really good. Okay. All right. I am going to make a decision or whatever um, and pick who's the best at prom. Why don't y'all give each other some good vibes? <laughs> Who wins? Oh prom? man, um, I feel like we're gonna have to talk about prom more. But yeah, this was fun <laughs> and stupid. Kelsey, thanks for coming. It was a delight to have you on the show. Um, and thank you for for introducing me to the Punch Out comic, something that I will treasure <laughs> for probably the rest of my life. So I'm gonna take that with me. Um, so I appreciate that and uh, being able to hear uh, Piston Honda as uh, shown as the the make-a-wish guy of the the punch-out, whatever, pantheon, if you will. Kyle, Disco Kid is one of my personal favorites. I love Disco Kid. I love Disco Kid so much. He is like the reason why I bought that Wii version on a whim after watching a YouTube video and then realized I'm very bad at punch-out. Great job. Great, great pools. Great job, everybody. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, Kelsey, I'll echo Andrew. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Way to nail a prompt for three questions so great job there piston hondo is a great choice he's a philanthropist he's passionate about what he does and he, again he's got killer eyebrows which like <laughs> can't be beat great prom date and andrew uh bear hugger is certainly an unorthodox choice for a prom date but look if he makes you happy i'm i'm happy for you and thanks man and that's all that matters Sometimes you just need a hug. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a hug. You know, this is uh, maybe one of my favorite podcast appearances I've done just because no one, no one's asking me any hard questions. They're asking me about, about my prom date, the punch out character Piston Hondo, which is uh, just, this has been incredibly delightful. So I'm very, very happy to be here. Um, yeah, I am so happy to be introduced i'm so sold on bear hugger as a prom date now which i thought would be an impossible task um and you sure have done it i really do need a hug and uh, I, think, I think that's been excellent and then kyle you i think you actually have the correct answer like the objectively yeah. correct answer here maybe <laughs> I, I think there's a more correct answer we'll get into in the show notes but oh okay yeah. it's pizza right. pasta well, I, it's, it's pizza pizza pasta. <laughs> I, I applaud you for your uh date choice and also i i thought about going with him because He's from Brooklyn, and my partner is also from Brooklyn, and uh, I thought that would be fun. But um, I didn't go to prom with him, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'd rather go to prom with a guy from Tokyo. <laughs> hey, wouldn't we all? Oh, whom's among us? <laughs> I have had a great time. This has been excellent. I'm signing off the local public broadcast or whatever, and it's time for me to announce the winner 
of prom. Let me first announce who did not win prom. Andrew, I have terrible news. Bear Hugger did not win prom, and it's not because he wasn't a great date. We all acknowledge that Bear Hugger is objectively the best. But see, there was at least one person in the parking lot whose date stood them up. And when Bear <laughs> Hugger got out of the Zamboni at prom walk, he saw that sure. person crying and said, hey, do you just want to go to Waffle House instead? And so Bear Hugger never actually made it to prom <laughs> and therefore can't win. It's probably for the better. Kyle, I have bad news for you, too. Uh, Again, Disco Kid, not the winner of prom. Not for really a bad reason. I mean, we've loved having him around. He's just been dancing so long that, like, he is a little bit too sweaty at this point for us to really put (laughs) on this public broadcast TV show. This does have to re-air. Something Disco Kid and I in high school had in common. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, that's source me. I get it. Uh, And that leaves us with Kelsey and Piston Hondo, our winners of prom here at DT exclamation point HQ. Kelsey, you have brought the best prom date for obvious reasons. Obviously, Piston Hondo's is the best. Yeah. He builds orphanages and stuff. Also, (laughs) his eyebrows are great. Thank you, comics. And you referenced (laughs) the comics. That's incredible. (laughs) You deserve this win so handily for that alone. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for being here. Your reward for winning is that you get to pitch your stuff again. (laughs) You'd get to pitch your stuff again if you didn't win either. We need to to let people actually do that, even if they don't win. I don't know why we don't ever do that. Oh, well. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Anyway, Kelsey, if you would like to let the folks know where they can find you and, and follow along with what you do, that would be great. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, I, I am the co-director of the Video Game History Foundation, which is uh, gamehistory.org, or you know we're on Twitter and all the other social medias at, at gamehistoryorg. I'm on Twitter at Kels Lewin, and I run a couple. Sorry, this is a, a lot of stuff because I got nothing going on, uh, as you <laughs> said. Uh, <laughs> Pink Gorilla Games. If you're ever in the Seattle area, you should come check us out. We've got three locations, all in Seattle. So if you were like visiting the actual city i promise you can make it to one of them it's not one of those things where like you know i'm i'm gonna be in insert random city and then you find out the game store is like an hour away no we're like actually in seattle so you can come see us uh, and also you can uh check out our website and stuff pinkgorillagames.com and i also have a podcast the video game history hour which is not nearly as funny as this one unfortunately but uh it is informative and sometimes we talk about where in north dakota is carmen san diego which is a pretty funny question to ask so you be the judge. Oh, <laughs> uh, excellent. That's perfect. And I think that's a great place for us to wrap it up. So thanks for listening in to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast or on our website at DebateThisCast.com. Merch, we have that. Right now, you can go on the internet and order things that say Debate This on them. All you need to do is head to our Redbubble page and give us your money. Does our Redbubble page have a cool and easy URL for us to read in an audio ad? No, but you can find it with relative ease by going to www.debatethiscast.com and visiting the support the show page. Until next time, I'm Matt Cole. I'm Andrew, a Neil Pert drum solo from the Zamboni Henderson. I'm Kyle, 
no one really wanted to touch Bob Charlie, the Bob Marley parody character, did they, Harper? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Kelsey, the sushi and prom queen, Lewin. Um, I didn't come up with anything as long or as funny as you guys. I'm, I'm really messing up here. No, that's okay. I... I live my whole life to be both prom and sushi queen. That's really all I am. Yeah. So I'm with you. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.